the world of company secretaries hello and welcome to a new episode of our show the world of company secretaries this is the show where we talk to different company secretaries in india and abroad and understand their journey of how they did cs and what they're doing now joining me today is a special guest cs bhagavati who is from pennsylvania near new york and she'll be sharing her journey of cs and what she's doing now hello bhagavati and welcome to our show hi alok thank you for inviting me so thanks a lot uh, bhagavati despite the time difference uh, we could do it and i'm happy that you made time for this before we go ahead i would like our audience to know a little bit about bhagavati bhagavati is basically a commerce graduate she's also done her law graduation besides this she has done a cpa from the us and also she's a, a certified commercial contracts uh, practitioner that is in the us and right now she's working with a company called avantar earlier she's worked with xerox and many other companies and we are happy that she's sharing her experience so she'll tell us about her experience in india and also her present experience in the us so uh, bhagavati again i like to thank you and uh, happy that you made time for this the first question we usually ask on the show is always when was the first time you heard the word called company secretary and what made you take it so <clears throat> that's actually a good question because you know um my the first time i heard the word company secretary actually dates back to this uh, my primary and high school days so i had this uh, friend in uh, class or she was my classmate and um, you know she was she was a girl who i really admired because uh, she was very good at studies she was a popular girl in class everybody liked her and things like that so um her mother uh, you know i think she was a career counselor i'm not sure what she was but you know career counselor was not a uh, was not a you know a, a job that was popular way back then right yes. but i know that she did something relating to that so she had brought uh, a book which was a prospectus and uh, this prospectus uh, i still remember it was a light pink color you know book with yeah. um, you know some 100 200 pages in it and um, i just borrowed that book from her and flipped through the pages and uh, Uh, you know she was she mentioned to me that her mother wanted her to do cs and that's the reason i borrowed this book from her just to know what it was and uh, when i flipped through the pages it had very fancy words like board meeting and shareholders meeting and uh, you know stock exchange and things like that and you know back then obviously when you're in primary school the word board meeting you only heard in uh, movies and uh, you know tv shows where you know the top class businessmen the affluent people are talking about okay i'm going for a meeting i'm going for a board meeting and things like that so yeah. you kind of it kind of resonates with you as 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 like a profession which is uh, so important that you're like in a board meeting right so it kind of struck me then but obviously it faded through as i you know grew up and then when i came to high school is when um, you know i met this i have an older brother so her his classmate she was another girl who was you know very admired by everyone so she happened to mention that she was taking up cs okay. so that was when it sounded familiar to me because i had already seen and heard about this uh, then 
and uh, yeah, I mean, those were the times when I'd heard about it, but what cemented the fact that I wanted to become CS was uh, also my background, you know, that I come from. I come from a very, very ordinary family, like uh, uh, the middle income, you know, category family that we usually talk, uh, say, talk, I mean, we usually refer to as, right? Yeah. So, um, I know that there were conversations at home my parents would discuss saying you know um, if both children chose engineering there are not many sufficient seats what if they don't get uh, you know free seat we'd have to pay for management seat would that be affordable and things like that so um you know obviously the natural choice was to move into a commerce despite um, being you know above average in studies and then my brother, uh, he's a child accountant. So he ended up taking CA. So naturally okay. my path was to follow and take uh, commerce. So yeah, that's how you know I came no, into that's, this. That's uh, really interesting. And uh, usually why we ask this question is uh, because primarily most of our audience are students, just for them to realize that there was a day for each one of our guests when CS was the first time they heard the word called CS and then something made them decide to take it. Like you said, each of our guests says different stories of how they took up CS and somebody's uncle told in a certain case or in another case, they realized that uh, the training period is shorter in CS and they took it up. So different reasons, <laughs> but that has no connection with where you can reach and what you can do. So that was the context of this question. So talking about where you can reach and what you can do, if you can tell us now, so we'll cut right from the time you got to know CS, we'll cut to the present day of what you do now, uh, which organization you work for, and what's your uh, brief role, if you could share. Okay. So <clears throat> I currently work as a contract specialist with a company called Avantar. And Avantar is basically a company which is into manufacturing and distribution of uh, research and lab products. So anything that you see from, say, chemicals to lab equipment to, um, you know, say, COVID PPEs and things like that, right? Okay. COVID PPEs and, you know, uh, consumables, anything. So even lab furniture, that is what uh, we manufacture and distribute. So it's now, a what medical I do equipment at... company. I'm sorry to cut you. Is it a medical equipment no. company or uh, uh, is it... Uh, pharma company what would it categorize as so it would um, it would categorize as a company within the life sciences uh, field okay. but um, you know to answer your question whether we sell equipments we basically distributors we are basically distributors of equipments but yeah there are some equipments that we manufacture as well so it's it's basically a one-stop solution for any say hospital or okay. university or any any company which is in the biotech or medical field or anything so they you have you name it and they have everything so for for someone uh, like an audience to understand can we say something uh, loosely similar to biocon in india or something of that sort with the industry at least uh, Actually, no, I think this is this is much more simpler. Basically, okay. what we do is manufacture chemicals, distribute okay, products. Got it, got it. Yes. And provide services. Sure, sure. Got the picture. Yeah. I mean, the Please services see. portion is probably a little more complicated for me to explain on, on, on this. Sure, uh, sure. No, no. We session, don't want but... that much detail, but just to get an idea. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's very simple. It's just a company that provides products that can be suitable for uh, you know hospitals or research okay. companies or yes. So it's it's a company. Okay. Yeah, and so basically, what I do at work, um, you know, name is self-explanatory. Contract specialist. I deal with contracts. Um, I draft, review, and negotiate contracts on behalf of the company. Uh, you know, drafting is probably a uh, lesser part of my work. The bulk of my work is review and uh, negotiate contracts. Uh, obviously, because, you know, more often than not, you're already either your customer is having a template or you already have a template unless you're doing something really unique, uh, which yeah. you usually don't do. Right. You don't necessarily have mm. to draft contracts. And um, yeah, so basically right from writing the contract till you take it to closure, ensure that uh, the contract terms are aligned with the business, uh, uh, you know, whatever they intend offering to the customer and ensure that it's within the policies of the company and also the legal risk framework that we are willing to take. So this is That's... in the uh, American law jurisdiction or you have multiple uh, country jurisdiction. How does it work? So um, over here, I'm not licensed to practice law, yeah. but we do work with attorneys who uh, help with the American jurisdiction. But for India, yeah, obviously, because I'm licensed to practice law in India, I mean, not practice law, but because I'm a qualified mm -hmm. attorney from India, I do handle contracts um, you know, for the Indian uh, customers and, you know, vendors who we deal with. But U.S. jurisdiction, yeah, um, um, usually. Uh, we, I mean, there are other uh, attorneys that handle, uh, who handle Europe and other jurisdictions. Okay. So now we understood how you took up CS and now what you, what you do right now. Uh, so we'll again go back in time about your days of a student, that is, what were the challenges you faced or your uh, what were the friends you had or things like that about your days of a student and your struggle or challenges or enjoyment that if you could share that will really inspire people who are watching this <clears throat> so um, uh, my journey through the course uh, you know i actually uh, enrolled for this course uh, immediately or just before my 12th exams second okay. puc exams which is 12th so um uh, you know uh, this was way back in 2001 so it's it's been 20 years now but you know i very vividly remember going to the institute the small office behind the workhart hospital you know yeah. the, the <laughs> behind the workout hospital and getting brochures and you know prospectors to, to to fill in and submit and things like that but yeah i i submitted it just before my 12th exam and then i was all set to start along with my bachelor's okay and um, when uh, i just started one second, I mean, I believe... just for the reference of our audience uh, this is in bangalore so in workout hospital uh, the icsa bangalore chapter was there earlier and that is what uh, bhagavati is uh, referring to yeah, please go ahead. So you told us after 12th, you took up the foundation. Yeah, please go. Yeah, ahead. after 12th, I took up foundation along with my BCom. Yeah. So, um, I, I mean, I, I believe that, you know, that was a good decision for me because it kind of gave me a head start uh, in terms of the time. Yes. Um, you know, although there is no pressure in terms of completing the course, uh, you still, I mean, all of us aspire to complete it as early as is possible, right? I mean, that's the end goal. So we all want to do it as early as is possible. So, uh, 
you know, I, I feel that when you do it along with your um, graduation, I'm not suggesting that you must, but I'm just saying that if you do, then um, you know that you are doing something else. Unlike, you know, if you started after BCom, then I feel that there is the inherent pressure is slightly higher because you know for sure that, you know, this is the only thing that you're relying on. So um, that was useful, but um, but it is it is an additional effort because when you when you um, have when you're doing it along with your BCom, right? BCom is the first few years when you kind of hang out with your friends and you know you have that independence from home that parents also give you because you're in college. Yes. Um, so you will have to make sacrifices here and there because you're doing another course. Um, you know, you'll have exams colliding. You may not be able to attend some things because you have to study or attend some other class. Mm. Um, you know, yeah, it it is. Uh, you know that extra effort you have to put in. But uh, for me, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm glad that it kind of all worked out because although you know there was there were days when I would start at five a.m. in the morning to attend um, to take the first bus to go to either Cunningham Road or to. Uh, St. Joseph's uh, Boys High School <laughs> for oral coaching classes. So because I've done then... the same drill, so I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, most of us went through that, right, at that time. Yeah. And then, you know, just because we didn't want to do those guideline answers. Correct. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, so so it was more like, you know, finish those classes and then come to college, finish college, and then my college would get over by four o'clock. And then there were two or three days of the week when I was taking additional classes for tax laws and uh, accounts for my intermediate and final. So I would come back to those classes, finish, and then come home. So it was kind of a 12, 13 hour day, at least two or three days in a week. So that was kind of a drill, like you're saying, you know, it is um, it is extra effort, but um, I would say that if, if, if you're able to do it kind of pays off at the end so yes it definitely does yeah yeah so that was nice to know your journey over there so where did you start your career i mean like did you immediately take the law after uh, your degree and uh, or did you take the law a little later like how did that happen yeah, so um, I did my, you know, regular, uh, B, you know, BCom course. So and then, you know, I was doing my CS along with that. So when I had, um, when I finished my BCom, I had finished one group in final. So okay. immediately after that, I was able to start off my training. And I did my training with uh, Britannia. Uh, and then, you know, just uh, within like a few days of joining Britannia, I had a colleague who suggested that, you know, law is something, I mean, I had absolutely no idea of doing anything uh, okay. uh, more than CS, but uh, I had a colleague who suggested that, you know, a law degree would really help me. And I'm glad that he suggested and I listened to him. And, um, you know, I went ahead and enrolled myself in a three-year law as well, then finished my CS, finished my training, and then joined employment while I was pursuing law. I, the college was early mornings so i was able okay. to finish that and then move go to office okay great so now that you did your training in uh, britannia can you tell us how important are the days of training and uh, how did it help you so um you know, certainly days of training are uh, is, is very, very important, no doubt about it. And it's very important that you do it from, you know, a place which can give you that kind of exposure. Because what I realized during my training is, um, you know, we study, we study, we write exams, 
but to relate to you know what you're studying and why is it that you're doing and how to do it right it it, it is different the experience yes. that you get in training is completely different in fact um we all study notice of general meeting we all study notice of board meeting but every company has its own way of doing things but and then you know although you've studied you've drafted and things like that in for your examination when you come to the real world and do it it's uh, it does feel slightly different so i won't say it's absolutely unrelated but i'm saying that you know your practical experience is always very different so i would say if you have an opportunity you should do it in a place which keeps you really busy because that's yeah. when you're able to capture and grasp as much as is possible okay great so after your training um, can you tell us about your corporate days like uh, even like what companies did you go to and the kind of work there if you could share a little bit about that okay so um uh, immediately after britannia i joined a company called eslor uh, uh, which is uh, into manufacturing of spectacle lenses right they are into and um i um it was a very brief stint and uh, immediately after eslor i moved to a consulting company called jcss yes i was there for a couple of years and then um uh i i for a brief period i moved to netherlands so then i had to quit then and then i when i came back i joined uh, xerox that's okay. uh, and yeah so uh, xerox was again in uh, in uh, until um, jcss i had a very core secretarial role okay. so i was only into cs but my journey with like a dual role in legal and secretarial started when i joined xerox so um that's where i would handle both uh, you know legal and secretarial that's where i got introduced to contracts as well uh and uh, yeah and and most of my most of the companies that i worked with uh, were private companies so obviously you know that dual role kind of justifies over there and then i moved on to you know i stayed with xerox for almost 4 5 years and then i moved to a company called um, ims health which is now called iqvia and um yeah i worked with them in india for 3 years and i moved here i got in done transfer and moved over here and i was supporting them from here for a couple of years and yeah and then moved away from there pursued my cpa and then joined a company here locally okay. which is where i am right now so when you first took cs just after 12 did you think that one day you'll uh, work for xerox or then think of doing cpa and how did the cpa come about and what was the idea behind it so you know um when i took up cs whether i knew i'd be working uh, you know i i didn't know i'd be working for such and such a company but i knew i'd be doing great things yeah um not not because of myself but because of the kind of course because all along i firmly believed that a cs course would really take me to places so um, you know that is that is a belief that has stayed with me for a very long time um uh, yeah so so i did i did always imagine myself when i dreamt of what i'd be when i qualify i always imagine myself to be working in you know well known companies okay so yeah so, and um, um, how so when you moved to the us uh, what were the opportunities there because traditionally what we call as a company secretary here in india or some of the other commonwealth countries also uh, i'm not too sure whether a similar concept is there in the us so how did you make that shift and how was that uh, career decision for you 
Yeah, I mean, for me, moving to the U.S. was more of a family decision because uh, my husband uh, had to move uh, out of India, and so I I accompanied him. Okay. Um, but it was a challenge initially because I knew that uh, U.S. was a place which would not recognize my uh, CS qualification as much as some other Asian companies or even as a matter of fact, UK or Australia, right? Like yes. um, in Australia and UK, you do have exchange programs where you write a couple of papers, get exemption and then uh, get qualified as a corporate secretary or chartered secretary, whatever they call it. Correct. And same with few other Asian companies. But over here, you do have a role of a corporate secretary, but uh, that is traditionally performed by uh, lawyers or attorneys okay. who are qualified to practice law here. And um, and I I knew that I would not probably not be considered for that kind of a role because uh, over here the the legal system is kind of complicated. They, yeah. they don't take chances, uh, you know, with uh, recruiting someone who probably is not familiar with the U.S. laws. So that is where I was I was I did spend some time researching on you know what allied field I could get into um you know what would be something which is relating to this where i could use what knowledge and skills that i've gained and at the same time you know pursue a career over here so um uh, from my research i mean i did extensive research i did speak to people i you know i uh, uh, reached out to uh, various uh, uh, various institutes over here and things like that okay. so what i was looking for is um, at least one of the things that I have done in my life, because, you know, it's like you always played multiple roles, right? When I say dual roles in organizations, it's like um, because you kind of handled uh, both company secretary and legal, right? If there was a merger, you would pitch in and assist a merger. If there was uh, funds from abroad, you will uh, uh, play a role there. If it is posh compliance, you'll play a role there. If it is, um, you know, contracts, you'll play a role. So because we've kind of, you know, we are tuned, company secretaries are kind of tuned to handle multiple roles, right? I was looking for at least one of them to sync with at least one of them. Okay. So I explored compliance as one of the areas. Um, fraud investigation is one of the ideas. I explored, um, you know, doing a law here as one of the ideas. Okay. Uh, so things like that. But I felt that in terms of the time taken and also in terms of the effort, you know, um, taken, I would probably um, uh, be able to complete a CPA um, and CPA would be allied. So if I wanted to get into compliance roles, Correct. it would kind of help. And traditionally also over here, um, contracts, either they are handled by attorneys or by CPAs. Okay. So, uh, you know, I, I felt that it would kind of open up uh, various areas for me mm -hmm. to get into. And that's how I considered doing a CPA. And of course, I also ended up doing a few certifications when I decided that you know, contracts is one area that has a very good potential over here. I also did um, something called as a certified contracts uh, management practitioner here with a with uh, uh, an association called IACCM. Okay. So that's Great. how I arrived at CPM. No. Yeah, I'll just, uh, after I ask the question, now I'll tell the context. Uh, this is basically because there are a lot of students or people who are pursuing or planning to pursue um, they have a very limited uh, idea about the global opportunities or they say that, okay, CS is not recognized here or there. But this question was with the context that because of your knowledge and experience of CS in India, 
that helped you to probably take cpa or think uh, think about the uh, commercial contracts practitioner and so so basically in 12th standard i'm sure you did not know that one day you may end up in the us in pennsylvania and you took up cs but uh, during the journey you uh, changed the uh, career path and it was not completely unconnected to what you had done earlier but you can always add branches and uh, Uh, new qualification so that was the context so students need not worry about what will happen far ahead in their future because whatever you do you can always use it in the best way possible like you have uh, so that was uh, no, that's nice very true yeah i mean um, like you're saying right that's very true because one of the best things that i also believe uh, is about uh, the cs courses you know is the varied or the variety of subjects that um you are introduced to as a student True. so if you look at the kind of subjects right literally you are studying mergers and acquisitions you are studying secretarial you are studying contract law you are studying it law there's i, I was studying I, we were studying world trade organization and things like yeah. that but at that point in time i was wondering how this could be connected to cs you know why is it that we are studying are we a, a jack of all and master of none and things like that have crossed my mind yeah. but i realized that you know it's it, you know students should use this as an opportunity to see what subject they are inclined towards and what they like so that you know they they can shape their career also in that manner yeah because like you are saying now we have subjects like uh, financial management strategic management which uh, traditionally let's say an uh, mba from a big b school would do that is strategic management and consulting then you have all the law subjects which we can think of right from economic law cpc ipc everything so you are introduced to everything and uh, in fact this yeah. i feel personally as the biggest uh, asset of the cs course because you are not really specializing when you are studying but it gives you the opportunity to specialize in let's say 30 40 areas when you decide to so that is the no, special right. part and uh, you are uh, one of the best examples where for different reasons you have to move to the us and a uh, traditional icsi cs is not recognized there but you didn't have to start from zero you just had to do yeah. some additional courses which is again related to your prior knowledge and experience so that's the perfect example yeah. i'm sure students will take a leap out of that uh, so going further how different or how common or what are the things which are common and different with what you did as a cs whether it's in britannia xerox or other companies and what you do now in the contracts uh, uh, negotiation and contracts review so um you know like i said right it's very hard to define a cs's role as somebody who does this or that because yes. like we're seeing cs getting into various areas like insolvency or whatever it is right so each one has their own area of specialization and all through my career i've i've been more like a a generalist so okay. i've had legal and secretarial and whatever comes your way during you know your period of time in the company i ended up handling all of those so um and one of them was contracts so be it xerox or be it ims health which is iqbi um both places i was involved in contract negotiation so if you ask me how different the roles are the role if you're comparing it to a traditional cs role of secretarial it is very different yeah. 
but uh, contract management is not something that a company secretary cannot or should not do so let yes. me put it that way i think it, it is something that a company secretary can do so like i'm talking let's say about the skill sets so the skill sets always stay with us uh, like you were saying earlier about uh, notice and board meeting we would have studied uh, during a days of a student but only when you went for training you should actually draft a notice how do you actually service a notice i mean serve a notice and then uh, uh, convene the board meeting these things have a different angle it is like getting into water you can watch 100 videos about swimming but when you get into the water it's different Uh, so in that yeah. angle the skill sets uh, was it useful uh, after moving to the us which you had developed in india mm, of course i mean no doubt about it uh, you know we are all transacting cross borders these days right wherever we are yeah. so um, and given that you know as a company secretary you deal with multiple you know individuals with different personalities different backgrounds and things like that right you're dealing with government agencies you're dealing with like your own uh, company employees you're dealing with different departments you're dealing with statutory authorities so uh, that skill set i would say is very valuable because even as a contract negotiator right you you're negotiating with people from different backgrounds and different personalities yes. so how you adapt yourself and how you are uh, able to take the interpersonal relationship and how you use it to your advantage that is something that um, i feel i acquired over the years as a company secretary and kind of you know stays on with me now as a contract negotiator okay okay no why i asked this is because uh, just again for our audience to learn that whatever you uh, had the experience or the skill set which you developed will always stay with you and it will come to your use even in a case like yours where you had to move to a jurisdiction which does not recognize the traditional understanding of a company secretary but all your knowledge experience training has helped you to do well in your role as a contract negotiator and uh, you doing cpa because let's say you did something else over here and you go to the us and say i want to do contracts i'm sure it will be difficult for you and for people over there so just to bring out that point i asked that question a little bit more about what you're doing now what are the future trends which you see in the role which you are doing now and the profession which you are into right now in, with respect to contract negotiation and review so <clears throat> uh you know contract management uh, was not as popular as it is now yes. um even like say you know 5 6 years back uh if i wouldn't say 5 6 years back maybe a decade back right it yeah. wasn't so popular but it's obviously gaining a lot of popularity um like again uh, you know the, this it, this this is probably related to the skill question that you asked me you know sometime back uh in terms of you know contract management right if you need to be a good contract management professional you also need to have the skill of um risk management project management and business law so uh, you know again you know these are all connected to what you studied you have kind of um, you know you're able to decode uh, you know balance sheets you are able to so there are a lot of things you are able to um, you know you are able to the, it makes financial sense to you when you look at you know a balance sheet or a pnl account because you you have learned that as a company secretary mm-hmm. so in terms of the current and future trends obviously it is gaining a lot of popularity because uh, like how businesses have 
um, HR as a function, finance as a function. Now they are looking at negotiation also as a function because they see that it is creating value for the organization, be it in terms of creating like durable relationships with vendors and customers, be it in uh, in terms of bringing economic value for the business. So there is a concept called uh, nego economics. So nego economics is where you use negotiation as a strategy to create or bring in economic value to the company. So there is a lot of unexplored potential uh, which a good contract negotiator will be able to bring into the organization. And also in terms of future trends, you know, there's a lot of technology coming into contract management. You have smart contracts, you have artificial intelligence, you have automated contracts, things like that that are coming into. So obviously, you know, you, when you know that technology is coming into, you know that there's obviously more work and there's, there's a scope for much better. So that's nice to know that there is a good future if, one were to be interested in contract management. Uh, now we'll go slightly on a different tangent uh, with respect to also today's uh, International Women's Day. So wish you a very happy, happy Women's Day and also to all the women who are watching this and all the girls who are watching this. Um, there are a lot of people who on our channel and generally we uh, get uh, questions is about uh, they have they would have started CS and they also get married. In some cases, they also have children and they have to pursue CS. They want to pursue CS. They want to complete. They find this time mm -hmm. challenging. Um, so what is your message or guidance which you could give to uh, this section of people who want to do CS? So um, whether... Um... I think it it all kind of you know this maybe I would have answered it differently you know ten years back but I feel the relevance of uh, uh, you know people getting married or starting a family having children is probably coming down slightly at least the circle that I know of or I interact more frequently I have seen that uh, you know families are usually very supportive of you know women uh, taking up a course or be it career or whatever. Uh, so I, I think it kind of boils down to your own determination. If you yeah. are sure of what you want to do and you know you know what you want to do, you sure you're sure that you, this is the path you want to pursue, right? I I I really don't think you know family or uh, children are really a hindrance. In fact, you know I did my certifications uh, and my CPA after marriage, after my children. My children were uh, nine and four when I did my CPA. Okay. So. Um, I mean, it again, right? It entails a lot of challenges, obviously, because it's not only your schedules. You you match with your spouse's schedule. You match with your children's schedule. Things have to run at home. But yeah, it's it's about splitting responsibilities between your spouse. And uh, so long as you are determined and you know you are able to convince, or you know your family members are understanding, then I think uh, you know it it that really doesn't matter. No, it really means a lot because since you have done it, because I or anyone else can say, yes, you can do it, you can have the determination, but it really is not convincing as compared to someone, like you said, after um, family, I mean, after getting married, having kids, then you did the CPA or the other certifications with various certifications, which you did. I'm sure uh, all the women and uh, the ladies who are watching this will uh, get inspired and also follow suit. Uh, next uh, question, uh, Bhagavad, we wanted to ask about 
uh, if someone were to move to the US, since you're in the US, probably you can answer this better. And they have done their CS over here, or they have certain skills of a CS or a lawyer there. One is contract management like you're doing. Generally, are there or is there a demand for people with these kind of skills and what are the broad opportunities? What can they explore? If you could share a few points on that. Yeah. So, um, you know, first and foremost, right? If you move to the US, it's a land of opportunities, no doubt. But one of the things that most people face over here is with respect to the visa restriction. Yeah. So even if you will be able to find a job that matches your role, I think you need to have the right kind of visa to be able to pursue a career over here. If that problem is resolved, so I didn't have that issue, thankfully. You know, I did have a, a spouse visa that allowed me to uh, have a career over here. So um, if that issue is resolved, uh, then um, few options that I don't, I mean, I, I've done enough research to say that these are the options that are available. Yes. So a uh, few options, like you said, yeah, contract management is one role. You could do your CPA if, you know, um, that's if provided you are uh, determined and, you know, you're organized enough to finish, you can finish within one year. Uh, or you could do a paralegal course. So paralegal course is again like a certification that you can get. Okay. Paralegal is where you're not an attorney and you're not you're not assisting with uh, legal advice, but at the same time, you will do something which is allied in the sense that you may mm -hmm. you may help with drafting certain documents, you may help mm -hmm. with filling in certain forms, you may help with submission to regulatory authorities and things like that, which will require a paralegal certification and paralegals are also pretty much in demand over here. But again, just that will to, entail some kind of certain- Yeah, just to cut you uh, for our audience, in the famous TV series Suits, Meghan Markle was a paralegal before she became an attorney. So that is the role of a paralegal. Oh. Yes, please continue. Oh, okay. I was not aware. Okay, I'm not familiar with this show. Yeah, in Suits, so, in one show, she was that role. So I'm sure many would have watched it. That's why I just mentioned. Please go ahead. Contract mm -hmm. management, uh, paralegal, CPA. Yeah, and... Um, uh, what other thing that I can think of? As of now, I think these are the things. I know that, uh, you know, there is an overseas center that the Institute set up last year yes. over here in New Jersey. But, um, uh, you know, I I haven't found luck. Uh, you know, having contacted them, I haven't found luck. I don't know if there's any activity which is going on. I, I think, think in the near future. And uh, they are in process of taking it to the next level. That is what uh, information that I had. But yes, they've recently mm -hmm. set up a center. Okay, okay. That's nice to know. So maybe there is scope. And I don't see anything with respect to CS as of now. But because they have set up a, you know, um, overseas center over here, it looks promising. I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, there is something that will happen. Okay, uh, great. So in your view, to be a successful uh, company secretary or a person with the skills of corporate law, what do you think are the three top qualities required because most of the people who are watching this are pursuing are on the are in the journey of becoming a CS. So um, top three things to um, tell you, I think first and foremost, I would say uh, being ethical. 
because you know as a company secretary right uh, everybody is looking at you as a compliance officer as a chief ethics officer and you know officer in default and things like that so the names itself kind of suggest how important your role is right yes. so given that you're in a role where you can have access to so much of confidential information you can have access to information about the you know key managerial personnel you can have information about your prospective um, plans of the company you may have information regarding an investigation that you're conducting if you're handling posh related you know uh, uh, areas right so these are all very sensitive information and i i feel it is very very important for a person to be ethical especially if you're taking up this kind of a role and you know ensure that you're maintaining information and confidence and also you're behaving or you're you're presenting yourself in a manner that is trustworthy that yes. i feel is you know probably very important uh, other than that i would say you know maybe attention to detail um, because you know everybody studies the same course but what sets you apart what sets you apart is your attention to detail so it's like uh, you know you would have heard many places and seminars or whatever when you go and a really knowledgeable person is speaking the person is saying you know what section 134 there is a comma which says mm -hmm. you know after without limitation that comma means this this is the interpretation and then this has a reference to three other sections so yes. things like that right that is that kind of sets you apart from the ordinary so if you're really talking about like a, a cs a successful cs i would say you know that is one of them and um, the other one of course is is hard work i mean if you you can call it hard work you can call it smart work whichever way but um, i i've always believed that if you put in the required amount of effort there is no way you will fail you know if if you if you've been honest in putting in you know whatever effort uh, and you're persistent with your goals things will definitely fall in place so ethics attention to detail and hard work are the three points which you have shared uh, thanks a lot for that now the last question we want to ask is uh, based on actually one of the articles which i was reading where it said that uh, to be successful in any career especially if you want to reach the top only 15% of your success depends on your core technical skills and 85% depends on your overall personality and soft skills so what do you feel are the soft skills required for company secretaries again basically because a general complaint which uh, the corporate has is that compared to some of the other professionals the cs fraternity especially the freshers are in the initial stages there uh, they have uh, fewer skills with respect to the soft skills or it's not as strong of course they may develop later so in this angle what are your views about the soft skills so um i i think um, communication is one aspect which is very very important okay. you know all my life i was reasonably good in communication and i i thought that you know i knew a thing or two until you know my children are now growing up and then you know what i can say in one paragraph they can probably finish it off in one phrase mm -hmm. so I, i you know that that's the kind of um um 
it is developing obviously when we were growing up you know english was like a secondary language and yes. i'm not i mean i mean no way i'm i mean no way you know making or uh, condescending other languages or you know i'm i'm in no way saying english is superior to other languages but because that is a language that we are using frequently i am taking english as an example it can be any language that you're comfortable with if that works for you in your profession but you know generally speaking i feel um mastery of a particular language is very important because how you communicate um you know is how you communicate is very very important uh and i'm probably you know uh, in emphasizing on this because you know communication is one of the most important aspects even as a contract negotiator exactly but of course while communication is important if you don't know anything about the subject matter there's no point in having good language skills true, and true. if you have good subject matter and you're not able to communicate then also there's no point so it kind of goes hand in hand so you need to have subject matter which is a technical skill and then you know along with that if you're able to you present yourself well you know that is a, certainly a soft skill that i have seen uh, is probably something which is evolving in the cs community uh and i i think it is very important that it it evolves as well and um yeah i mean I, did you say three of them three you do you need three yeah i need two Stop three skills? or it's up to you <laughs> okay okay so the other thing that i can think of is uh, your ability to work under deadlines so um so more often than not you're dealing with like uh, sending agenda papers there is always something coming in last minute that you have to plug in and then you have to you know you have like a merger that you're handling you have some 30462 things that you're doing within 20 days okay. so it's like your ability to handle pressure ability to stay calm ability to you know quickly act and swiftly act is something that um, the cs course itself trains you for that but um, you know it's good it's definitely a good skill to have and the uh, third thing i would say is um, common sense <laughs> because yeah, CS um, is common i remember sense. Uh, right you're right cs is common sense because uh, i i remember my um, my my first manager that i had uh, he had mentioned to me that cs is not rocket science you don't have to know mathematical formula that you apply and derive at something all that you need to know is you know um, application of what you've studied and believe me not every cs and lawyer who you meet will know every provision of law what is needed when you don't know something is to apply logic to see what best you can do in that in the, the circumstances given and where and how to find an answer to what you don't know so um, yeah these are three things which i feel you know would be valuable in fact uh, almost every guest on our show the first thing they've told is communication and i hope our viewers understand that communication plays a very very important role it sets you apart from the rest of the crowd and it is not something impossible you can develop it over time like bhagavati was telling for all of us english has always been a second language mother tongue has always been hindi tamil kannada marathi or whatever language that you speak and it can be learned so it's communication meeting deadlines and most importantly to uh, make sure that you have the common sense which is cs that was really nice to know so we have taken quite a lot of your time what would be your parting words for all the people who are pursuing because 
each one is on their own journey somebody has passed foundation which is now called a cs entrance test and the intermediate is cs executive and the final is professional each one is in a different stage of the course and somebody has passed in first attempt somebody are somebody is taking few more attempts for all of them what would your message be for someone who's gone through a similar journey of become finishing 12th standard and taking cs and uh, completing the course you know i'm i when when i say advice i i i'm not going to sugarcoat my words it may sound you know it may sound really hard and harsh but um, i know that you know cs is a course which is difficult which is hard it will be stressful at times it will be very competitive you will immerse yourself in books classes your articleship and you know hoping whatever you gathered in your mind uh, is sufficient enough to clear your exams and things like that it does seem like a long journey when you start but believe me it's a journey which is worth the travel um you know what can probably help ease the entire journey is to be organized stay focused stay persistent you know each one follows a different path now your number of attempts don't really uh, determine how successful you are as a company secretary and i'm sure every other person who you would have spoken to has has said the same thing you know i have seen people who have taken you know six seven attempts but they are probably more successful than a person who cleared in the first attempt yeah. so while the goal is to finish it early that should not bog you down from you know if things don't work out the way you know you plan it to be so just stay focused don't procrastinate you know get organized get good sleep get good exercise eat good food and do all the good things and uh, probably you know whoever is watching this uh, may be able to give uh, advice to the next generation much earlier than i am now talking <laughs> so that's yeah. uh, really nice uh, that you shared all your experiences right from the time after 12th when you took cs to completing cs working in your training days at britannia then with companies like xerox how you moved to the us and how you uh, did your cpa and your contract management course and working over there it's really amazing i'm sure your story will inspire many people who are watching this and the last part when you said attempts really don't matter and it doesn't determine your successful uh, your success in life uh, is something which a message which really students need and i'm happy you shared that so thank you very much bhagavati you have spared your time despite the time difference from new york and uh, india and all of that so we look forward to interacting with you more in the future if you could give some time of yours thank you very much and i hope you will come back on our show in the future oh thank you very much for giving me this opportunity and inviting me because you know i'm always looking at ways to uh, be in touch with the cs community although i don't necessarily use my um you know cs uh, membership anymore but i i still keep it an active uh, use i complete my credit hours um you know i annually and things like that so i'm also looking for ways to you know really um, meet and uh, be in touch with uh, other other company secretaries and students as well so thank you so much i kind of relived my journey as we were speaking you know otherwise you just go with the flow you don't yeah. you don't really sit and think about you know how you started and where you started and yes. things like that but 
yeah thank you i it was really nice to relive my journey <laughs> so thanks a lot thank you for joining us so that was cs bhagavati who shared her entire journey from the time she took cs course to what she's doing now and how she works in the contract management for more such episodes subscribe to excel academy and you will be getting inspired with many more company secretaries in india and abroad thank you and all the best to you Thank you.